welcome to another episode of the Legal Cheek podcast. Um, I'm Eloise and I am coming at you, <laughs> coming with to you today with an episode um, on public speaking. So we asked on the Legal Cheek Instagram for suggestions of topics and this was one that came up so often, this idea of um, tips for public speaking. And I actually understand this myself because I think as lawyers, we have lots and lots of opportunities or uh, requirements for us to speak in public, whether it's to explain a point of law or give a presentation on a legal development. And I think it is something that is quite intimidating at first, this idea of standing up in front of people and giving some kind of speech. Um, I wanted to start by saying that public speaking isn't confined to those scenarios where you stand up in front of like 500 people on a conference center. Um, it can also be as simple as speaking up at a team meeting. So if you're working at a, at a law firm, it might be saying something in a weekly team meeting or giving a debrief to the team that you're working with or explaining a particular point to a client on a conference call. Or it could be as sort of every day as um, giving an explanation to a supervisor if you are a junior lawyer and you're working with a more senior lawyer and you need to explain something to them. So all of those things are elements of public speaking. So it's kind of important to get some tips into your toolbox to be able to move through the world of public speaking more effectively and with more confidence. So hopefully I'm going to give you a handful of um, tips to that I've kind of found helpful over the years in this podcast. I'm going to start with three kind of um, overarching things and then I'm going to give you a couple of practical notes as well. So the biggest thing, and I think this has actually been probably the most transformational shift for me, is that it is possible to reframe every public speaking opportunity in a totally different way. And a lot of the time our nerves come from a sense of, we don't want to let ourselves down, we don't want to let other people down, we don't want to look stupid. So there's a little bit of like self-consciousness behind it as well. But it is possible to completely flip the narrative of public speaking. And instead of thinking, I'm super nervous because I don't want to go wrong. Think of it from the perspective of the recipient of the speech or talk or explanation or whatever you're up to. So if you think about it from the perspective of the audience, you're going to start speaking with a completely different outlook on what you're trying to do. So one thing that often helps me is when I stand up in front of a group of people that I have to say something to, I like look around the room, look at them <laughs> as human beings, and then think, what am I trying to do here? Like, what is actually the intention? And the intention often, in fact, nearly always, <laughs> isn't to try and make myself look better or to impress them with my skills, but actually to give them some information or to express a point that will help them understand a concept or to give them something that they will walk away with and think that was really helpful or that changed my mind about something or, you know, whatever it is. So looking at it from the perspective of the people receiving your presentation or your speech is really helpful because not only does that probably fit with the reality of the situation a little bit more from their perspective, but it also takes the pressure off you. Like you're much less likely to be super nervous and unable to speak 
if it's not about you in the first place. So that has been the most helpful tip for me, sort of thinking, why are you actually doing this? Um, but it is something that you have to practice. So you, every time you have an opportunity um, to speak to other people and you start to get nervous, actually see if you can practice that. So intentionally give yourself an opportunity to reframe the situation and think, what can I offer to these people? These people. Um, all right, second general tip is over preparation. So obviously you wanna prepare, you definitely don't wanna under prepare. You almost wanna over prepare, like you wanna do too much. You wanna know exactly what you're talking about. You wanna have complete control and mastery over your topic. Um, so that then the nerves will be less because you know that even if you stand up and you sort of mess something up or you trip over your words or you forget what you're about to say next, it doesn't really matter to some extent because you know what you're talking about so you can just pick it up where you left off. And also it makes it much more comfortable for an audience if you get the sense that the speaker knows what they're talking about. So it works kind of both ways. It will make you less nervous, it will make you more competent, it will make people feel better listening to you. Final thing here is authenticity and humility. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess this kind of comes back to mindset when you stand up and talk to a group of people. But this idea of just being yourself and not needing to put on some kind of impressive public persona that you're going to sort of sweep everyone off their feet with. I mean, you can do that if it works for you. But actually, I think a lot of people just appreciate the reality of having someone speak to them is like on a human level. You're just trying to communicate with each other. So kind of takes the pressure off a little bit to stand up and think look I'm gonna do the best I can I'm trying to tell these people something I know what I'm talking about I'm super prepared and I just want to do a good job <laughs> I want to do the best job I can and in that way you might find that you feel a little bit less nervous or anxious about doing it so those are kind of some general mindset points um here are a couple of practical things that might be helpful for you so first one I think um maybe, well, it could go both ways, but speed at which you talk. And I was gonna say slow down, because that's kind of the thing that I need to do most. When I, when I have too much to say, or I get excited, or I get nervous, I tend to speak very, very fast. Um, but it can go the other way. So people, if they feel a little bit nervous, can talk too slow, and then you want to speed it back up. So either way, sort of modulating the speed at which you communicate, I think is really effective. One good way of doing this, by the way, is to record yourself speaking. And don't listen back to it straight after you do the speech, but give it like a few days and then come back to it with fresh ears and see how you actually sound. Or, and, and, or get other people's feedback on it. So see what they think, ask people. Um, all right, so I think another important thing, another powerful thing is silence. So leaving gaps between your topics, between your sentences, between your phrases. So these can be really small moments of silence or they can be larger pauses where you actually stop, you look around the room, you take a question you check whether people are listening, maybe you get people to turn to each other. If you're doing a sort of bigger presentation, you can say, take a few minutes to discuss this thing with your neighbor. Um, 
or you can like have a sip of water. That is actually really powerful and I think underestimated as a presentation tool. This idea of just having a break between what you're saying, what you've just said and what you're about to say. Because not only does it give the audience a chance to actually gather their thoughts and kind of breaks them out of the flow of monotonous information, but um, it also gives you an opportunity to collect yourself and sort of mark one part of the presentation is done and you're moving on to the next. So I think it can be a really powerful tool. And I think almost seeing silence as not as an absence of your content, but actually as a fundamental part of your structural presentation, that can be a helpful way to look at it. Um, so notes. Um, I actually think notes can be really helpful and I like to have notes around when I'm um, presenting to people. Um, I think you probably need to assess for each presentation and for your own personal circumstances whether your notes are serving as a safety blanket in which case probably fine or whether you're kind of hiding behind your notes and using them as an excuse to disengage from your audience in which case probably not ideal <laughs> so um you should know your content really well enough to not have to rely on your notes and then you can sort of have them as a backup have them around just in case um, but really focus on actually delivering it to a group of people rather than to a sheet of paper. Um, so yeah, it probably depends on the circumstance. See what you think works best for you. Timing. Um, I spoke about over-preparation and I think probably the ideal thing here is to say if you're talking for 100%, say if your um, presentation is like 100% of the time, um, then you want to have like 125% worth of material if that makes sense um you definitely don't want to have less so you don't want to get to the point where you get to the end of your presentation and you've got like half an hour left for questions um but you do in some circumstances want to have more and that's not to say you want to overrun that's just to say you want to have more than you're able to say but you want to know which bits you're able to cut so a good uh, strategy is to have more than you can say, then go through your notes and figure out which bits of that information you can cut if you need to. So then if you do start to talk super fast and there are no questions and you just get through the whole thing, you'll still have enough information to take you right to the end of the presentation or the speech or whatever you're speaking about. Um, and then the other thing on timing is that when you have all of this information, your kind of over-prepared information, you can go through it and mark in your notes where you should be um, 15 minutes into it, half an hour into it, 45 minutes into it, and coming up to the end, say like 55 minutes into it. That's for an hour long presentation. Obviously it will be different. If your presentation is 20 minutes, you might only need to mark a halfway point but for longer presentations it helps to have those consistent markers in your notes so you know exactly where you should be after 10 minutes have passed or you know exactly how long you're going to spend talking about a certain topic final thing 
this is about reading the room and this is really difficult to do and I think it takes maybe even a lifetime to master because reading other people's behaviour is really, really difficult and you often don't know what people think until they've told you afterwards. So a great way of learning this skill is to gather feedback from people who have actually been in your presentations and to see honestly what they think and then adjust your performance accordingly. But um, reading the room in requires you to kind of step up and look at people, which I know is just like the hardest thing to do when you're public speaking. And believe me, I've been in many public speaking environments where I just have not wanted to really acknowledge the fact that a lot of people are looking at me and waiting for me to say something. Um, but actually, the ability to look at people might in fact be more helpful for your presentation because not only will you understand a little bit more about what they're thinking and how they're feeling based on their behaviour, but also you will be able to engage with them on a more personal level than if you're just kind of pretending that they're not there. And again, this comes back to one of like the main thing that I said at the beginning is like, you sort of think about it, you can think about it as a collaborative process, you and the audience. What are you trying to achieve? Like, what are you trying to do? If you're trying to communicate with them, it requires a certain amount of engagement and that often requires you to look at people, <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, fortunately, it's a great, it's a great opportunity <laughs> to really engage. So, um, that is all I'm going to say about public speaking. If you have more questions or questions about any of the things that I've just talked about, then definitely get in touch. I am on Instagram at Eloise Alexia. Um, or you can just search Eloise Skinner Instagram. Um, or you can find me on the Legal Cheek Instagram. Um, if you really enjoyed this podcast, um, you can uh, subscribe, I guess, on your favourite podcasting app. And yeah, let us know if you have suggestions or comments or questions or things you want us to talk about in the future. Hope you are all really well. Speak to you soon.